Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Shups and Preds podcast. Today we're going to be doing what we like to call, Matt, what is this called? Uh, this is the Predageddon. Predageddon. We're going to do a bunch of Preds for you going over the start of the CFL season. Give uh, give you guys our picks on who's winning the divisions, who's winning the Grey Cup, who's going to lead the league in a few statistical categories. Uh, on this pod is going to be myself, John, and then... Matt is still here. Tyler's here. And Tyler's here. For the long right. for, the, for the long haul. For the long haul. Peter will miss this one, but he has pledged to not miss a single pod for the remainder of the CFL season. So He said he's we'll in it hold, for the long haul. We'll hold him to that. Um so this is just gonna be, you know, a quick thirty minute or so um season preview. Get everybody excited for the long-awaited uh, 2021 CFL season. Uh, guys, how are we feeling now that we're recording this on the 3rd? And we have a CFL real game on August 5th. Are you stoked? So excited. Can't um, believe it. We're back. It does seem like I, I don't feel quite like I'm spun up yet. I think I, I, I'm going to need to watch the, the first slate of games to really feel like I, it's almost like I don't want to get my hopes up because yeah. we were, I mean, I remember obviously back uh, in 2020, we were like, it's going to happen. Late start. We were just, we had all these false starts Yeah, getting back into it. And now, obviously, it's two days away. I want to be excited and I am excited, but and I think once it happens, I will really be fully submerged. Yeah, I, th- I think I would say like in the lead up to the season, there are there are a lot of things that have like not been ideal, like the retiring of a lot of big name players. Yeah. Um, the rash of injuries in training camp, uh, specifically in Saskatchewan. Um, I mean, I'm anticipating. Did you see that? Uh, it was on the CFL Reddit. Uh, the draw twenty five or. Don't tear your Achilles. Uh, no, that's a good thing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and I'm anticipating a fairly subpar uh, play. For the, first the, pro- the, the product is not going to be a, a plus but quality. But I'm just ready. For, the kinks will get worked out. And by about, uh, probably about week three, I think we'll have some high-flying CFL football ready to roll. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's, uh, yes, I like the optimism. I, t- I think week five. I think it's going to take an extra. I think it's going to take a little over a month. All right, so let's just dive right in. I don't know, guys, are we going to go? We're going to do our team picks. Then we'll get into individual individual awards. Then we're going to do a few season over-unders uh, finished by the weekly Preds for That's week one. Me. Does that work? That works for me. Yes, All it right. does. So without further ado... What what do we want to go in the same order every time? By the way, uh, what do you mean? Do not do not care. I know what you mean. Do not care. You know what I'm saying? Do you want to do me, Matt, Tyler, me, Matt, Tyler? Or do we want to switch <laughs> it up at all? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, first order of business is who is going to win the Eastern Conference regular season title? Who's going to finish first? My answer would be the prohibitive favorite, Hamilton Tiger Cats. Same here. It can't be argued. It's just they, yeah, it's run, they have. It's, run, it's they, runaway. It's runaway. The they have team. the pieces. There's they a big the asterisk, and I, and I feel the most confident 
in these preds that I've ever felt, mostly because I don't have to feel any confidence. I I no, don't you could feel, just be wrong. I feel zero like <laughs> weight on my shoulders, yeah. zero responsibility, zero pressure. Because if if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. They've been, they haven't played for 18 months. The rosters for a lot of these teams are entirely different. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and yeah, I can I accept that. There, so <laughs> I was watching a bit of the uh, Rod Peterson show. Shout out, Rod. And a guy was on there saying like, "Yeah, you're seeing guys are going to play who last time they played were 30, which is a fine age, and they're now 32, <laughs> 33. They could just suck." And so. It'll be interesting to see if to see what the product is going to be. But even that being said, I think Hamilton will get it done in the Eastern regular season. Uh, moving on, West regular season, champions, Edmonton Elks. Okay, I guess this is going to be kind of a boring uh, uh, Preds, but yeah, I think um, <laughs> I think Edmonton as well. My my second choice would be just to. To spice things up, if I had to pick another, would be the Calgary Stampeders. I think yes. uh, Bo Levi Mitchell um, has kind of, in the QB conversations, been disrespected a little bit. Y'all must just, have forgot. Really, y'all must it, have forgot for real, he's man. Just kind of done his thing and played really well. But there's been no, well, there's injuries uh, in 2019, um, but there's nothing like debilitating we always he was oh he was out but we knew he was coming back he's just been really workmanlike and put in a really um solid uh yeah there's one thing you guys are forgetting is that oh, Co- what am I forgetting? cody pajardo has a full, <laughs> has a full set of healthy ribs and yep. <laughs> so, on, honestly him getting 18 I'm months so, off is not such a bad thing i'm so glad you said that tyler because the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are going to win the Western Conference. I think yeah. there is no team more overrated heading into this season than the Rough Riders. <laughs> it's just, it's just an absurd statement. I love what Fajardo did in 2019, but yeah, we have to remember Kyle. that he spent how many four, three, four, five years in the CFL where he couldn't get off the bench, and so he had a breakthrough season due to injury, which is great, and he took full advantage of it, and now he's a franchise player and i think he will have a good season i don't think there's any he's a cameo king he's a guy does great cameos absolute king but i think the rough riders could not be more overrated going into this season now do you think it's fajardo plus kyron moore uh and uh cannon is that why you think they're overrated no i think that like shaq evans Evans, uh, kyron moore um William Powell, Fajardo, if you're talking about, like, that can compete with anybody across the CFL in terms of best starting quarterback, running back, two receivers, that's really great. Um, But I just think, like, a team like Edmonton, their offense, they added a lot of weapons. Right. Um, I think a team like Toronto added a lot of weapons. Um, If they show up. But anyway, well, some well, of them didn't but, show up to Toronto. Well, but that's I just think up. I just think that the Edmonton Elks specifically why they're going to win the West is because they added an absolute offensive arsenal that is going to be impossible to stop. Who you can't double anybody. You cannot double a receiver on Edmonton's team because if you do that, you're leaving. Let's say you double Darrell Walker, so you're leaving Greg Ellingson, Armani Edwards, Tavon Smith. James Wilder Jr. or Terry Williams out of the backfield open at 
I just don't think so. It's not going to work out for anybody. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. So that's my take right there. I, I think I feel the same way. And I am going to just uh, I am going to just be a con- not a contrarian, but I'll, I'll go Calgary just to spice things up. Because yeah. I do feel like they're, to a lesser degree, in a very similar place with their receiving core. Going um, to have a good receiving core, yes. Yeah. And uh, and with Bo Levi just really putting in work. Um, yes. Now, is his name Bo Levi? Trevor Harris or is too Bo old. Trevor Levi Harris is Mitchell. too old. I'm making a statement right now. Trevor Harris is too old. Have you seen his shirtless pick that <laughs> circulated, Tyler? He is not too old. That man is in great shape. He's an adherent of the TB12 method, which I know you would not refute the effects of. <laughs> Lest I be dragged over hot coals. That a, you couldn't do it. So um, we are now going to lead into our playoff predictions. First order of business, will there be a crossover? I think there will be. And I think the team crossing over is going to be the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I predict Winnipeg to get off to a rocky start. They've got injuries (laughs) to start the season off. Darvin Adams, Andrew Harris... I think that they're going to have to find a new groove. Their defense should be solid. Um, but I think that West is just really stacked. Uh, it's going to be competitive. So I have Winnipeg crossing over. Uh, I, I do not have any crossover. I think when, when we looked at the um, teams in previous years, there was a clear separation in the East region. Um, between Montreal Alouettes and the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the uh, Argos and the Red Blacks. <clears throat> I think the Red Blacks are in for a rough season, but I, like I said in the uh, before in the draft, uh, I, I think the Argonauts look really good. They have they, they they could the wheels could come off, of course. They look um, good getting un- off the bus, as the unproved. Yeah, they do. I think an unproven uh, two guys under center with Arbuckle and uh, and Bethel Thompson. But if if, th- if either of those, you know, um, guys play well, Toronto's in a really, really good spot. Yes. Um, and then I, I think I don't see the dominance in the West over the East like we used to in, in previous years. I, mean, I think at one point in 2019, all five of the West teams had better records than everyone but um, Hamilton. Then, then Hamilton. This yeah. was before they started when they were doing. No, cross I don't con- think inter- that's going to happen. Interconference stuff. So yeah, yeah I, I see the interconference play being much more even than in previous years. Yes. Tyler, crossover. No crossover. Okay. Well, happens all the time, guys. So. Um. Okay. Who is going to represent the East? in the Grey Cup, you would be thinking, after we've heaped so much praise on them, it's going to be the Hamilton Tiger Cats. But it's not. It's actually going to be the Montreal Alouettes, who will finish second in the East, defeat Winnipeg in the crossover on a cold day in Montreal, and then defeat Hamilton at Tim Hortons Field, led by a groundbreaking performance by Vernon Adams Jr. Yeah, I don't have... And I haven't thought about it that deeply but i also have montreal yeah yes. <laughs> you just feel it because you feel it i no, do I'm, feel this I'm, is yeah, totally I'm, feel i'm i am, I am chalk it, i am chalk as hamilton 
Okay. But yeah, no, Matt, I mean, that is when I was doing these predictions. I'm going through and I'm just like, Eastern champs, who else? Montreal Alouettes. <laughs> <laughs> it seems too easy to say. <laughs> I have, I have yeah, Tyler, Tyler, it, you're, you're, thinking, you're thinking too small brain, man. You've yeah. got to expand your mind. Yeah. The qu- regular, qu- I wonder. Question. I have a question. Okay. Is the, is the stink of Johnny football off of the Montreal Alouettes? Oh, Vernon Adams flushed <laughs> yes. that halfway through last season. Okay. Sent it back. We've we've un we've uncursed them then? Oh yeah. Okay. Let's we, we should earmark this stat to go look it up. Um how many champs, regular season champs, have are also postseason champs in, in the conferences. That's a good um, I don't know. So just think about it to yourselves and we'll maybe tweet it out, tweet the answer out. Who knows? It's that a lot of things could happen. Point. Doing research after the pod is a really useful tool. Um, who's going to represent the West? And, of course, it's going to be the Edmonton Elks, obviously. That is also my answer. Yes. <laughs> I did the opposite for this one where, uh, well, spoiler, but they're going all the way. Yeah, they're going to win the Grey Cup. Yeah, they're going all the way. We know. We all know that they're going <laughs> all the way. It is what it is, man. It's not even, I'm not saying anything controversial that hasn't been said before. Right. And then Tyler, scatch, scatch for West Champs and Grey Cup. I actually think it's going to be the Stampeders. I think that <gasps> scatch. What scatch. if I showed this to Cody? Would he feel betrayed that you're not picking him to win the West? I think scatch is going to get, is knowing, knowing my luck with these things, is going to get in a similar situation where they probably should win the game against the Stampeders and they lose it like they did against the blue Winnipeg. bombers yeah. yeah great game We're like they should win like the stats if you were to look at the box score you would say yes they won the game and they just they'll lose a silly game oh that's tough it's gonna but be I like tough that. i like that stampeder's prediction though that's uh it could it could happen i think like matt has said i think, they're it, not I, think a lot sh- of respect, I think in a shortened season i and think they're just that... gonna show up and run people yeah and so then gray cup it's gonna be the elks um, it's a quarterback offense driven league and the Elks have a great offense on paper. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. They look, they're, they're looking good. They're looking good. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that's Matt. We didn't, first of all, Matt and I did not compare notes on any of this. We did not. That's correct. But that's surprising that we have so much. <laughs> Um, so we now have the team finishes out of the way. We are now going to move on to our predictions for some individual accomplishments. We're going to be talking. Are we, are we saving Grey Cup for the end? We just did Grey Cup. You just, oh shit, just... you didn't say your Grey Cup. <laughs> no. Sorry. It's, it's Hamilton. It's, it's, it's Hamilton. A, yeah. Hamilton Tiger Cats. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, I, there is some prejudice, I think, for, for us. Uh, against the West, that you know, our teams are obviously for John and I, Edmonton for Tyler Sketch. Um, now John and I are pushing Edmonton all the way through, but Tyler could not give another West team the Grey Cup, so he has to bring Hamilton in to beat them if it's not going to be Sketch. I think correct. I think we, <laughs> I think the the pathology is very clear here. Yeah, <laughs> I have one, two armchair therapist prediction here, yeah. pool seasons, never picking against Edmonton. So, bias has never gotten me in trouble before, so I'm just going to stick with it, though. That's kind of my mentality. Okay. But I, I think 
who do you do you think Masoli? So he's the week one starter for Hamilton. Tyler, do you think Jeremiah Masoli starts every game this season? No, I think they'll be have clinched a, the, the top spot in a non rest the starter scenario. Do you foresee Masoli just getting off to a good start and just rolling all along? Yeah. Hmm. I do. I think it'll be interesting to see how that goes because I just that would be tough to even if Masoli, you know, if Masoli falters a little bit, I feel like Dane Evans is going to be right, right there sitting on the bench, and I think that could create some turmoil in the uh, Hamilton locker room, which is probably going to lead to their. Eastern Finals loss to the Montreal Alouettes. Nice. Duly, duly noted. Okay. <laughs> Individual um, accomplishments. We're going to do passing yards, receiving yards, rushing yards, most outstanding player, and most outstanding Canadian. Um, Matt, why don't you kick this round off? Okay. Uh, for passing, I think just uh, this is going to be no surprise. Uh, Trevor Harris, yes, uh, and I and obviously there's there's bias here, but I think uh, knock on wood, in terms of health, mm-hmm. um, we have some uh, question marks out there uh, in the other uh, QBs. So I think I feel safer um, with Trevor playing the whole season. Yeah, um, and. And not having to take some weeks off, uh, but I also think like he's throwing to. How could you not like have the most passing yards? Yes, uh, it's the man who won it in twenty nineteen. It's Cody Fajardo. Okay, yeah, I think, I think, and, the, and uh, I will let me let yeah. me let me let me make this clarification though. Yes, it's not because he has the strongest and best arm. It's because he has receivers who can get yards after the catch. I like that. Yeah, I think that this the which is key, which is key when you're trying to win something like the Rough Riders you... offense is going to be interesting to see because I think they're definitely going to try and run Fajardo less and have him get hit a lot less. Yeah, I think he's the number one rushing quarterback last. Well, so so I do wonder how much that cuts down on his big play making outside the pocket just because they're going to try to get the ball out of his hands a little bit quicker. Um. But I think that, I mean, Fajardo could definitely have a great season again. My pick is the man who came in second to Cody Fajardo in 2019, despite only playing 13 games. Uh, Trevor Harris is going to (laughs) win most passing yards. Very good. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Right, I know. Without without Peter here, it's just an Edmonton Elks podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, let let me shake things up because the most receiving yards this year uh is gonna be my boy speedy b (laughs) which which is john's as well (laughs) that's interesting you say that because yeah obviously it's gonna be speedy b jesus christ he's gonna have a healthy masoli throwing bombs to him all year (laughs) literally in my pod notes say healthy masoli throwing bombs um i think in I, i mean he was a you know the number one receiver with i think a maybe slightly better receiving core because they have lost some uh you know, they lost mike jones they lost some other um targets from Asolian evans so i think he's even more but you know but they haven't just focused on brandon Banks. so you don't have the lockdown d necessarily focused on him because they're gonna have to spread the the backfield yep. the, the defenses so i think he's still a good target and even a more 
prime target. Um, so I think, yeah, he's just, and he's really good. He's actually a very good football player. He's really good. No, and I, I think, uh, Tyler, I'll let you finish. Do you have Speedy B as well? I have Shaq Evans. Okay, all right. Well, then I'll say my thing about Speedy B, and then you can talk about Shaq Evans. So I yeah. think Speedy B, yeah, specifically with that, I, I love the idea of a healthy Don Jackson and healthy Sean Thomas Erlington coming out of the backfield for running routes. Drag that defense up. They're going to have to guard them. It's going to create a lot of big plays for Hamilton. Agreed. I just think Shaq Evans is no injury history. He's on the rise. And uh... Oh, God. Knock on wood, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> that is a bold statement to make in for a man who plays for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, Banks, Banks is coming. You have to knock on wood. I didn't hear, I didn't hear any knocking. Thank you. Understood. <laughs> uh, Banks is coming into the season not 100%, so I think that that will give Evans enough time to get ahead in the yardage race. That right. it's not necessarily Brandon Banks' fault. He's just not going to have enough games this season to make up the ground. All right. I like that. I like Also that. kind of silly of me to pick Fajardo as the leading passer where the, his yards have to come from somewhere. So That's true. That's true. But the, I, the reason I did not pick an Edmonton receiver for this is because I think, like, Trevor Harris. There's too many of them. I think, yeah, <laughs> Bo Levi, Trevor Harris, um, whoever's playing quarterback for um, Toronto, I think they're just going to be airing it around to all their different weapons. Um, like, you know who could, like, le- you know, I know this sounds ridiculous. R.J. Harris for Ottawa could be high on this list in total receiving yards. Because I just don't... I mean, there are players on Ottawa's team who are good, but I, not, I don't not, know that not, right not, now. Not Dominique Rimes, who led them yeah. in receiving. I know. I'm aware. Okay. okay. Yeah, not Brad Sinopoli. No, I know. They're, it's it's tough. But, like, so that's what I'm saying is you have a player who's going to be... He is the main target. That is the guy in Ottawa. So bold, he could be... Bold prediction if... if Banks really is like hurt and, and, and there's lingering and he's not 100% while, he, while he's playing. Braylon Addison may have more yards than him during the season. I know, but Braylon Addison, he's starting the year a little knocked up, banged up too. Yep. Um, let's talk rushing, Matt. Okay. Uh, so this is, um, I think, going to be the breakout year for one John White. Oh, wow. Breakout year. Um, even though he really he broke out plenty uh, in BC. Um, I think, you know, so it was his number four in 2019 on a, a BC team, um, which, which struggled to move the ball. Yes. Um, I think Toronto is going to have, you know, they're going to have more focus. For, the defense will have to focus more on the wings than they might have had to in BC, um, which will open up the middle for, for John. I think he's a, a, a incredibly quality running back, and he's just going to have a great year. Get it done. I love it. I'm actually going with Willie Stanback. Wow. Mm. All right. Uh, I just think that – and you brought it up with uh, with Fajardo, John. I think that a lot of teams are going to be reluctant to rush their quarterbacks this season just for, for fear of, of injury uh, yes. in, this, in this truncated season, which I think means that Stanback sees more of the ball to keep VA healthy if Montreal wants to you know, have him be you know, 100% for when they make the playoffs. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call. So, 
my thoughts were my thoughts in picking this were along the exact same lines was what is a team that's going to have to rely heavily on their running back uh but also have a successful passing game to you know i don't think it's going to be let's say ottawa struggles passing the ball i don't think tim flanders is going to really be like the breakout running back this year although i do think i'm glad to have him back in the cfl well, it takes a special guy like yeah. and Andrew Harris did that with a struggling yeah. uh, Winnipeg QB core um, in 2019. But Fucking like Andrew Harris, Harris is a yeah. like a, a generational talent in the yes. in the CFL. So it, yeah, sorry Tim, you're a nice guy. But so my pick is the man who's finished second to Andrew Harris for three straight seasons. Mm-hmm. Oh, William oh. Powell okay. in Saskatchewan because I see them running Fajardo less, and I also don't see a clear number two to Powell in the running game. So I think he is going to get he's going to get a heavy, heavy, heavy load of carries, and that's going to lead him to uh, that number one spot. Because I do like the standback pick, Tyler, but uh, contrary to what I said on the last podcast, uh, Cameron Artis Payne, a former NFLer, is going to play football for the uh, Montreal Alouettes, and I think that could take a few carries away from William Standback. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Is that the first Over- one that we that we all had three different picks? I believe so. Fantastic. Fantastic. Let's Fantastic. see if we can keep the trend. I think <laughs> I'm interested to see what we got here because we're getting into the season-end awards, most outstanding player and most outstanding Canadian. So let's start with you want to start with MOP or MOC? MOP. Look at MOP. All right, we'll do an MOP. Matt, what you got? I've got uh, the the repeat. Brandon Banks. Wow. Be a back big year. to back. Uh, especially when it you know comes to a, uh, I think the Tiger Cats are going to have a real, real quality regular season, as I predicted. Um, yes, and I think on the the wings of Brandon Banks. So yeah, I mean it, it's a great year to it's a great year to repeat. I love it. It's going to be Cody Fajardo, and he should give, and, and he's going to have to. But okay, let me finish because I Kyron, didn't say anything. I didn't. I just chuckled. Kyron Moore and Shaq Evans are going to are going to fluff his his stats. They're going to make him look really good. We're going to have um, to start a Kyron Moore counter for you every episode. <laughs> I'm a big Kyron Moore fan. I know. I understandably, he's a top uh, ten draft pick. Yes. Um. So I, I think they're gonna they're gonna the fluff up his stats a lot, especially early in the season when the defense is really not fast enough to keep it up with with either of them. So uh, yeah, I mean, and I think that's why neither of them will win it because it's gonna be spread between them. So there's not a there's not a speedy B that's going to dominate individually like that. I like it. I like that. My MOP is gonna be big play VA. Vernon Adams Jr. You really are hot on this guy. I think he can run. He can pass. He's going to score rushing touchdowns. Uh, you know, he's going to be airing the ball out. They're going to have a good season. I can see. Mon- I think Montreal. You know, I have him. I have him pegged to finish second in the East. Um, but I think that it is his time to shine. So Vernon Adams is going to get the dub in terms of MOP. Well, you know, I love that. So. I would, yeah, I'd be all about that. (laughs) Um, MOC? Uh, Me for MOC? I don't know. This one's tough for me because I I, I just can't. It's going to to somebody I don't know. 
it's, I just can't Google uh, yeah. how many Canadian, like who's Canadian. I spent a bunch of time thinking, oh, he's played really good. I, is he Canadian? Or is he from Texas? Or I'm just going to say that Andrew Harris is going to have an, <laughs> so bold. an injury-addled season, but it's going to be good enough uh, to be the most outstanding Canadian. Number four in rushing yards. Tyler. Tyler. I don't like the core, but it's going to be Cameron Judge. It is going to be Cameron Judge. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> that is exactly who's going to be MOC. He's also going to lead the league in tackles this up, upcoming season. He's very good, and I'm very upset that he's not on sketch anymore. Great pick, Tyler. I could. That's. I, I got nothing else to say. He's MOC Cameron Judge going to be cracking skulls this season. Do you think there's going to be anyone that gets near him? His linebacking partner Enoch Mwamba. Okay. Um, also, but, probably no, but as I running. said during Matt's pick, I can see MOC being like just somebody who I quiet totally my quiet out, my quiet my quiet pick for like if, if it's not Cameron Judge my second to take it is and it's because of Vernon Adams would be Dijon Brissett the second overall pick. All right. And that's just because maybe there's an injury on Montreal, and he becomes the number one, or the number, you know, or, or establishes himself as a strong number two, and just has a really solid offensive season. I like that. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm totally in on uh, totally in on Cameron Judge getting the job done. And by the way, Brissette plays for the Argos. Yeah, I just, re- I just, realized <laughs> I just want to let you well, know that it's going to be, well, I'll say this, the, the, the MOC, the MOC will be a Toronto Argo. I was like, I heard you when you said that, I was like, eh, let me, I didn't want to give you the buzzer until I knew what was right, but no, nah, that's, that's okay. These things happen. Um, so now we're getting into our over unders. These are going to be kind of some fun, some serious, mostly fun. Um, Tyler, we'll have you start this round with Matt finishing up. Okay. We are going to do first over-under set at 2.5. Number of quarterbacks that start a game for the Toronto Argonauts. I'm saying over. Whoa. I say under. I think that – I because I think there's going to be at least two, and I think it's – and with all the injuries we're having, that there will be one guy will play himself. I don't know who which one. One of them will play themselves out of the position where there'll just be, you know, we're not starting this guy. Then they'll put the other one in, and he won't, and he'll get hurt, and they're not going to go back to the other guy. So they bring in a third. Okay, that oh, is, no. that's a sad outlook on life. But I think I think it's under. I think there will be for sure, Arbuckle. And MBT will start at least a game. For I Toronto. think it's yeah. It's I, I have under two point five, but yes. definitely I think over one point five. Yes. Um, but I think I mean yeah, injuries could absolutely just. Throw I think this if one. Thompson it gets hurt, you're gonna is you're gonna see a third quarterback that, that takes snaps. I don't um, think I don't think they're gonna trust Arbuckle by, uh, on his on his own. Uh-huh. Um. I wonder, this is another good uh, research I should have done before the pod. Uh, average number of quarterbacks that start for CFL teams Over in a given season. season. Yeah. It has to be 
I mean, it's got to be two point. Pushing, my gut says it's pushing three as an average. Yeah, I think that's probably, yeah, 2.2. 2. Well, pushing three, so over 2.5. 2. 2. Yeah. Pushing up to three, I think, is pushing. I got what you're saying there. Um, Tyler. number of players on Tyler's draft roster who score zero fantasy points this year. It's clearly under. It's clearly under. It is not clearly under, but it is under. I think that the aforementioned Dijon Brissett will score a point. At least a point, and he will save you. <laughs> Apart, the, your the big two, um, the two question marks in my opinion would be Ryan Grant Ryan and Grant, Dijon yeah. Brissett. That's correct. Okay, so <laughs> I, the, thing, I, I, the, the, the reason the, the reason why I think you're wrong about Ryan Grant is Ryan Grant uh, was an NFL running back and he can play wide receiver. So if they have if they, if they have injuries in in two spots, he could he could step up the death chart in two positions. Like okay. I, I know, and I get it, but like we only drafted forty-eight people. Did we have to draft somebody that like might play at either running back or wide receiver? Yeah, Ryan Grant. <laughs> it's a that's a household name. He's he, he's on the Packers when they won the Super Bowl. It's over Half. for me. It's over. <laughs> well, what we're not thinking of is, which is a very realistic thing, is that Tyler's going to get desperate mid-season. Make a wild move for a dark horse who will then never play, um, which would result in that number popping up. So stay tuned to the CFL. Uh, yeah, if it's, total, and Preds if it's fantasy total league. roster, somebody that, yeah, Tyler might add someone who doesn't score the rest of the season. That's yes. for sure. That would never happen. Uh, here's one that I wish Peter was here to defend himself because the answer is over. Is number of weeks... Peter starts a player who is on a bye week. Set at five point five. I said under just because the season is shorter. One hundred and ten percent over. I also said under, but like he, it, it's, it's not be, a very it's, generous it's, line. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be, think, five. it's gonna be five. The answer is think, five. <laughs> you think like a, what, we're playing sixteen games this season? Yeah, it's gonna uh, be five. It went, fourteen so like, games. Okay, Four, five. Five. Uh, it's, it's, come on. It's so that's under. like. You under. think like, oh no way, five times out of fourteen games, yeah. or six times out of fourteen games, but that is that's not generous. I think it's gonna be right at five. Keep in yeah, mind, five. he's going back to university um, in a couple weeks, and though he said he's going to stay engaged, I see that failing. So yes, <laughs> so well, there's just uh, so many ways it can happen, right? He can forget to reset the roster yes. from the previous week. He can yep. just not be paying attention. Yep. Yeah, I am not, and I have said. Well, though I may do, I'll I'll do fair warnings, but I'm not going to be roster managing for him this year. <laughs> so if he keeps making mistakes and not setting the lineup, there's only so much I can do. Hey, um, that, that's what that's what keeps me out of the basement, and that's what happens. <laughs> that's why you'll finish third this year, Tyler. It's going to finish second. This is my year to finish second. <laughs> Here is a yes or no. It's our final question of the evening, and then we'll get into our preds for week one of the 2021 CFL season. Mm. Yes or no does well, everyone's well, favorite. Let's Sorry, can, can you phrase this in the form of an over-under? Over-under 
Yes or no? Over under 0. 0.5. Under, line, under, is, line is 0. 0.5. Over number under of 0. Games, 0.5. Or number of rosters Brad Sinopoli yeah. is on by the yeah. end of the season. Number of rosters Brad Sinopoli is on at the end of the season. Is he, does he come out of retirement is the question. The document um, I had did Tyler. not have this question on it. It just says, oh, does well. BR. Uh, well, I'll, go, I'll go first and you can go last so you can think. <laughs> the answer uh, okay. is no. This is really just a way is under. for me to bring up that Brad Sinopoli is now a fishing guide, uh, fishing for muskie up in uh, Ontario. And I'm in the fishing industry, so I see potential crossover content available right here. Well, so, Brad, if you hear this, come on down to Oregon and we'll go out fishing sometime. Or invite me up. Are you offering him free, uh, free I, orders? I will let him use my employee discount. There you go. Absolutely. He's a gear guy, but so we just got to get him into the fly action. Well, that's right. He's spin fishes. He's a spin guy. (laughs) I think, yeah. Dude, but he's crushing it out there. I don't know if you guys follow, and any of our our listeners, LOL, um, follow Brad Sinopoli on Instagram. He is a madman, a musky madman. He's always out there catching big fish. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's not going to give that up for, for this season. So it's under. No, I don't think so. Yeah, no, he's uh, it's under. It's under. Uh, okay, guys. Well, let's get into the final order of business, which is what the, the most important thing in the entire world, the 2021 CFL predictions pool. I am the reigning champ. I've won two out of three seasons. Um, so looking to do uh, get a third title this year. How in it works, penalty kicks last year. In, yes. yeah. How it works for people who don't know, it's pretty simple. We pick every single game of the CFL season. And at the end of the year, who's ever picked the most correct ones wins. Uh, so it's weekly. We'll post it on the at Shups and Preds. Uh, Twitter handle and we'll be doing weekly updates on our pod and so for me I'll go through my preds or we'll do it game by game of course why wouldn't we first game August 5th Hamilton at Winnipeg I think Hamilton is going to come in and blow the doors <laughs> off the bombers and ruin the Grey Cup celebration so I have the Cats. yeah uh, I also agree Although I don't think it's going to be a blow the doors off situation, I, I just think that um, Zach Kolaris will throw five interceptions. <laughs> I well, so here's what I, I don't think that the Hamilton offense will be the Hamilton offense will be mm. going fast enough to be, but I also don't think that the Winnipeg offense will be moving fast enough to make it competitive. I think Winnipeg will bu- buoyed by their banner championship banner unfurling. Hamilton, this is the right time to catch Hamilton. It's it's very lucky for them to not catch them in week four or five. This is the time to catch Hamilton and catch them week one. They're going to come out. They're going to lose. It's not going to be a big deal because they're only going to have like three losses the whole season. So this is going to be one of them. Okay, next game, and I want to take this chance to point out something that I just realized. In all our picks, awards, everything... I don't think we mentioned uh, a BC Lions player. 
Nope, because they stink. Because they're going to get fifth in the West, which is going to be really unfortunate. They're Mike Riley, good guy. They've Sorry. got a great. He did got. He does have a good receiving core this year, so I'm interested. I don't know. They who knows? But I just don't. I well, don't know. I, there's I no. Bu- we, there's no buzz there. There's zero I just don't buzz. see it happening. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that they're they can play better than Winnipeg. I mean, that's yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give them the. I think they're going to finish not top three. I think uh, Calgary, Edmonton, and, and Sketch have that yes. kind of locked up, but I wouldn't give them the, uh, the basement stamp right away. But yes, we did, you know, we didn't, well, we also didn't mention a Winnipeg. Oh yeah, I did. Never mind. Um, Let, let's say before we move on that Peter is preting Hamilton to oh. take this one. Oh, okay. Is he- so am I the only, am I the only one on peg? Yep. Yeah. So chance to take an early lead. Some would, some would say. Uh, BC at Saskatchewan. I have the Rough Riders. Yeah. Good looking Sketch team at home against, like we just said, a questionable BC squad. Yep. It's, uh, this was an easy one for me. So. Uh, I believe Peter has the same. Is that correct? He does. I think I am the only one who made a pick that is not chalk. So We've... We've made two picks, Tyler. Well, I guess I know everybody's picks, so let's... What does chalk mean to you? Yeah, what, is, what does chalk mean? They all saw John's Preds and just copied John's Preds. They saw John Preded first, and they just said, oh, there's John's Preds. I'm going to go with that. Well, I just think they're the right Preds. Oh, okay. I Toronto think and a... Calgary, first look at this Ryan Dinwiddie-coached Toronto Argonauts team. Uh, they are... I'm excited to see what they look like, uh, but they are going to fall to the Calgary Stampeders. Yeah, I think, I, and this is another good research thing. I'm pretty sure, Tyler, you did a, a stat thing about the home team uh, and yes. predating the home team. There's, I, I would love to, if this was uh, in Toronto, I'd be taking the, the boatman. Um, but I just think these teams are, are fairly evenly matched and certainly not enough from Toronto to make me uh, go over the stamp. So I'm taking Calgary for this this one. And uh, so it's. I'm also. I am also on Calgary, mostly because I don't I don't know Toronto yet. You're just I going chalk on. These yeah, you're ones. such a chalk guy. I don't go chalk. You know, you just going chalk. Chalk man. Um, <laughs> Tyler, why did you have to t- make such a basic pick and go with Calgary? Yeah, why are you going chalk? I don't know because I'm the I'm I have them in the in the championship. I don't know. Yeah, you're kind of married to them at this point. <laughs> Which definitely, I mean, in previous years for sure have painted all of my picks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so this leads us to the final game of week one. Uh, as I've noted already in this podcast, I've never picked against the Edmonton Elks. Uh, never will. And so I've got them to beat Ottawa. Uh, in week one, I can't imagine Ottawa anybody's stinks. picking Ottawa. Ottawa stinks. No I, yeah, one's going to pick Ottawa. This is the. Uh, no one will pick drama. Ottawa. No one will pick Ottawa this whole season. Except, do they play BC at all? That might be the only game, like a home game against BC. That might be it if they have one. What if they're just really good? <laughs> Wouldn't that just like fuck up? We, we we would just be the worst CFL Potters all around right. if they just. Well, I don't think we're the only ones who thinks they're going to have a long season. <laughs> I, I think that 
I think the play. Chalk. I think the. I think the players on Ottawa think they're going to have a long season. The chalk choice is Ottawa sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I. I. Which is not something I am excited about. In an ideal world, uh, Matt Nichols is winning a lot of games. Uh, is I, I, I love Matt Nichols, and love. you know, I think seems he's like a, a mensch. Seems like a great guy. You know, he finally got his Grey Cup, and he, you know, got disrespected, and he goes to Ottawa. You know, his old uh, coordinator and, and all this fun stuff, and uh, it's Ottawa, the new look Ottawa, and they look like sh- shoot, just do not the, look great. The new look Ottawa is a bad look. They picked yeah. a bad look to be new with. I yeah I'm I'm worried. <laughs> that statement was great. They picked a bad know. look yeah. to be new with. <laughs> it's great stuff. It's fantastic. Put yeah, that the, put that on but, my great. Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> yeah, that is. So that is our first. Are we doing? Can, can I make? Can I make? Can, have we worked out the kinks on that? We have not. But yeah. can I? Can I? Can I? Can I make a request? Absolutely. Can we no longer text Preds and only do them on the show? That yes, way we come into the show. Absolutely yeah, can, but that's going to mean that we're predding on Tuesday before that's games. So be ready for that. That's fine. Yes, and and uh, obviously, pending circumstances prior to a game yes. going off, you can. But yeah, we changes. can. We can not I think that text. Makes sense. We cannot text the preds. Um, this will also solve the major problem of Peter copying. Oh yeah, your oh, preds, yeah. John. Yeah, John. Peter. Am, Peter. Peter rides your preds. I'm. I know. I know this. I it is aware. Known. Yeah, it is known. It's unabashed. Um, it's unabashed. He just just cannot I'm help the, himself. The, he just the, he's just sitting the, there and he's like, you know what? John's preds look alright. I'm the two-time champ, man. I got great preds. There's nothing to say about it. I'm in, I am you know I think this year is going to produce a lot of varied weeks like just looking at next week we're going to have Montreal Edmonton Hamilton at Saskatchewan Toronto at Winnipeg BC at Calgary I see at least you know 3 of the 4 where I think we're going to have some outliers so yeah this week having only one outlier um I don't think it's going to be a common thread. I think the CFL is going to be incredibly competitive this year. League of Parity, trademark. <laughs> unless you're unless you're Ottawa, that should be the asterisk next to that. Yeah, but so no Ottawa in week two. So that's going to be the blood. That's going to be bloodbath week. Um, uh, here, here's a final pred before we uh, hang it up for the evening. Yes, Ottawa gets the doors blown off on a, on Saturday. They have a bye week. Do they fold going into week three? Do they just say we're out for the rude They're and uncalled for, Matt? Citing COVID. They're like, we're just going to. Yeah, we had, an out, we had an outbreak Delta variant camp. That is camp. what, okay, should be said that we are going to have to figure out some rules for games that are canceled due to COVID. Ooh, um, but we'll get to that when well, I mean, the time it comes, it which affect. it almost surely Friends, will come. But yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so lock of the week, yay or nay? No, okay. We unless we, unless we make it real. So here's here's the argument. Uh, right in with your choice. Maybe we don't decide this week. Maybe we introduce it later on. The lock of the week is you can say I lock down this pred as 100% guaranteed, and you get two points instead of the traditional one point if you're correct. My contention is if we want to provide that you know 
incentive yes. to lock it in. There should be a real stiff penalty. You should lose two points. So I would be okay with a Pred of the Week being... I just don't like the idea of losing points because I think that we start to lose our... Uh, I don't know, just the essence of the game, basically. I agree with John. I think it should just be the pick you're most confident about, and you just you can get two points for that pick. I do have a problem no, with it no, because no. I, Ottawa's so bad. So it's yeah, just two. So is just everybody going to make their lock of the week? Yeah, well, it's done. No lock of the week. No it just lock can't of the week. Be done. Okay, we decided. Don't write in. Do not DM. We don't. We could make. Do... We we could make. We could make. You know the. You know there's always. You know how they have the poll where which is the game of the week. I think I voted the, this week for. We the, could make the lock of the week fan driven. Uh, yeah. Well, they well they have the game of the week that the the CFL puts out. So we could base our the, that's the game that's worth more points because it's usually a game that's between two cl- closely contested teams. So it may be more compelling to wait for that fan vote to come in on the CFL poll and then use that as the game that's worth double. No, no, usually- I like this. No, so this is how I would do it. We decide what the game of the week is. I yeah, that's fine. I don't care I- what CFL.com says. It's the fans of the CFL. So this okay. week, game of the week would be Hamilton at Winnipeg, right? Uh, I think we could agree that that's probably the biggest game this week, yeah. Yeah. Opener yeah. Oh, yeah. after a season off. Yeah. Grey Cup rematch. And so if we're just doing a game of the week and everybody's picking the same game, then I think it would be fair to do two points for a win, no penalty for a loss. I think that's adequate because you're a techn- I mean, if you want to look at it this way, Matt, you're also kind of losing a point because they're gets- everybody else is getting two over you. And you're not going out See, on your own. Over you. And you're not going out See, on your now- own. You're not poaching. The- cause- now, if, if you we start doing double points, it kind of muddies... I know. I kind of don't but, like but, it at all. But so I, I, the, I the like reason. it because I like it because there's some games that are harder to pick. And to your point, there, there are games that are going to be with much more parity. You know, when when Sketch plays Hamilton, like that's a compelling game. Ottawa, I, I, Ottawa, yes. Ottawa, Ottawa versus Hamilton it, it, it is a point, but it's almost just. A, I a think gimme, the lock of the point. week would lead to a lot of Ottawa bullying. Yes, <laughs> correct. Which is not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to pick a tough game. So yeah. I, I do like this idea for game of the week. Um, listeners, write in and tell us what yeah. you think. Do you uh, think. Maybe you have a better decision or uh, an option. Uh, but, yeah, I think we've, we've probably rambled enough for the end of this pod. We yeah. failed, failed again at the clean ending. <laughs> okay. um, we will get there eventually and have a clean exit. Uh, but the CFL is back, my friends. We're back. CFL is back. The Shups and Pred podcast is back. Follow on Twitter. Listen to the pod. Get involved. Uh, and we are could not be more excited for the upcoming CFL season. Go get it. Yeah.